93.3. Thank you so much. I am your host, Vanessa Litchard. Please have a nice night. Yeah. Put music on, please. Yeah. We'll get some shit. But some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and let Even no one's got married. And for feeling so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm. Cause he was an angel. One told me love. Hello, this is Blair. I'm here with Tracy Chapman, Ben Harper, Tom Waits, and Patty Griffin. You guys don't want to speak? Okay. They've elected me to let you know that you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Where the light beams, where the mind dreams, and life seems to go on forever. Where the bones break, where the stones shake. Well, uh, good evening, and uh, you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And, of course, it's scorching down here in the studio. The computer has the heat on. It's that uh, time of year where uh, <clears throat> the U of M's thermostat is not yet been recalibrated. It's uh, open the pod doors, Hal. Uh, sorry, Dave. Yeah, we have the same problem in August when it's the AC, and it, you know, you have one of those prematurely cool days in in uh, late August. But anyway, it is a beauty out there today, and a it is a beauty. First uh, laundry hanging day of calendar. I even saw unbelievably a little tiny baby red billed woodpecker on huh. Saturday. Uh, he was uh, having a field day on uh, one of the trees next to my house. And, uh, yeah, cool. The, uh, the young birds are enjoying the weather. That was on Saturday, Sunday, I mean. Anyway, but both days were great. Uh, we need a change of uh, season, <laughs> I'm afraid, uh, given all the weirdness that's going on all over the world. Uh, just real quickly, um, just to dispense with this nonsense. You got to love this. Here, 
are the qualifications of Herman Cain to be on the Federal Reserve? Ah, yes. Payments to women who complained of sexual harassment, accusations of groping, allegations of a 13-year extramarital affair. Perfect credentials to be on the Federal Reserve. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know why Cain has been nominated. Uh, he doesn't seem to have uh, relevant uh, qualifications, but maybe it's to distract from the problems that Stephen Moore is suddenly having. And I just want to give a... Well, a, certainly a lack of ability has uh, never been an obstacle to uh, advanced placement for this administration before. And this is, you know, th these are positions for advanced uh, econometrics and real mathematicians and that kind of stuff. This is high-grade economic uh, theory. There's a lot of conspiracy nonsense about the Federal Reserve. Uh, and it's uh, rather uh, revolting to hear Donald Trump keep complaining about the rate of interest rates. Interest rates are low. Uh, the Federal Reserve raised rates a little bit so that they have some flexibility uh, on the next time there's a downturn. They don't need quantitative easing at the moment. Uh, it's just the way the world works. And uh, for Donald Trump to keep harping on this interest rate uh, rate the way he has been for the last three months is almost proof that he knows that the uh, so-called booming recovery is phony. And uh, some aspects of the recovery, you know, are still kind of murky. You know, it's interesting that uh, last week, world trade sh shrank by 0.3% in the fourth quarter of 2008, uh, meaning that the WTO uh, projected that growth was going to slow to 26 from the 3% from last year. Uh, durable goods down a bit. So there, there's a lot of stuff that shows that there's some squishiness in the economy. It's muddling along, but it's not booming. And by Donald Trump compl completely complaining constantly about uh, the rate rate, it's pretty silly. Well, and let's remember, too, that most Americans file their taxes at the last possible minute. Therefore, most Americans, uh, many of whom are living under a economic structure whereby they can't afford a $500 emergency. Yeah. You know, uh, relying on refund checks. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people who have yet to figure out the bucket of crap that will be handed off to them once they enter the processing of their uh, returns. With the new tax code, because yeah. uh, many deductions are no longer allowed. Uh, it's fascinating on that score, by the way, that the state of New York is going after Trump's tax returns. State taxes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Donald isn't going to be able to William Barr his way out of this one. Um, and, you know, these, these ongoing trade negotiations seem to constantly be there constantly are announcements that something's about to happen and it never does but a couple of weeks ago donald trump was in ohio uh, he had a little <clears throat> campaign rally in lima ohio and of course he was criticizing general motors for shutting down the lordstown plant which is actually on the other side of the state lordstown was mothballed many years ago at one point and then revived GM owns the, the factory, so maybe a new product will allow Lordstown to reemerge as a manufacturing facility. 
But the fact of the matter is that facility was making the Chevy Cruze. And while many auto experts claim that the Chevy Cruze is a pretty well-made car, Americans simply weren't buying it. And that's why General Motors shut it down. It doesn't have anything to do with uh, any other issue. I am sometimes perplexed about Donald Trump's business acumen. <laughs> Does he understand how the economy actually works? I don't think so. Well, no, he doesn't understand industry itself, I think, because the industry within which he operates is unlike most others. There's no product that's being manufactured. The workforce is not uh, like a, a, a GM plant where people show up to the same job, the same factory for sometimes generation after generation. Sure. <clears throat> Certainly as we've had here and as we know because of extensive reporting from the New York Times and other uh, – you know, uh, efficient and effective journalists, uh, that uh, his real estate kingdom is based on all kinds of fraud, the extent of which we have yet to fully uh, grasp and understand because of the inaccessibility of uh, important documents to this process, uh, that he has committed fraud on a, a number of levels, uh, historically speaking, and that even his father you know, built who, the who? operation on that very premise. So real estate people, fairly or unfairly, uh, don't have great reputations. Right. And But even among that class of businessman, his reputation is so poor that no banks would loan to him. I mean, remember that, that it's it's Deutsche Bank and Russian mafia money and, yeah, that have bought his apartment. Kazakhstan and, and of course, uh, the Arab... Uh, Monarchies, That's not business. By the way, speaking of Donald Trump's father, apparently two weeks ago, Donald Trump asserted twice at some sort of meeting, uh, fundraising meeting with Republicans, that his father was born in Germany. Right, not once, twice. Like, okay, uh, does the president have all of his marbles? I don't know. But anyway, uh, in getting back to the Lima appearance a couple of weeks ago, Peter Navarro is uh, essentially uh, Donald Trump's uh, bad hombre on, on trade. He's, he's the man that's doing the negotiating. He's the tough guy. Uh, he's been uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump's... Uh, well, his, his official position is the director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing Policy. A couple weeks ago, right before Trump uh, showed up at Lima, Ohio, he had an interesting... Uh, article in the New York Times uh, on the opinion page uh, explaining why uh, we need to build more tanks. The thing is called more tanks, more jobs. He writes, the Lima factory operated by General Dynamics builds the M1 Abrams, the main army's tank. This heavily armored war horse played a key role in both the liberation of Kuwait during the Persian Gulf War uh, in the 90s and the Iraq War beginning in 2003. Well, first of all, I would dispute that. I don't think the tanks played much of a role at all. No. They kind of came in at the last second. It was an air war. It was an air war. And uh, uh, yes, uh, Saddam Hussein's uh, tanks Unmanned were... Unmanned missiles. Were, ...were no match for either our... Uh, remember, Saddam had parked most of his aircraft in Iran... Um, but this is what's troubling about this. He goes on to detail about how great this uh, 
upgrade to keep 75 jobs uh, at, at the Lima factory. And then he notes, the impact is not limited to Ohio. Honeywell manufactures the Abrams engine in Alabama. Allison manufactures its transmissions in Indiana. The tank's main gun is made in New York. Special armor comes from Idaho Na- uh, National Laboratory. Gun tube performs come from Elwood in Pennsylvania. He then writes, this is what we're going to be doing with these tanks. He notes that in the Middle East, Kuwait, uh, their tank fleet consists of 218 Abrams. And its military is planning to double that number. Saudi Arabia has 374 recently upgraded Abrams tanks, while Egypt has the largest fleet at 1,130. Australia commands a fleet of 50 Abrams tanks and may order 100 more. Taiwan may buy 108 Abrams tanks as well. Well... I, I don't know if Australia is going to be using tanks against the invasion from Papua New Guinea. I kind of doubt it. I don't know why. They have 50. I don't know why they need more. But all of these Middle East countries that we're going to be selling more tanks to is is not actually the greatest uh, list on the planet. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and the UAE. Uh, just over the weekend, by the way, there's building, a, uh, making democracy strong by arming dictatorships. Yeah, monarchs and dictators, and of course, Egypt is at the moment run by a military uh, general yeah. called Sisi. I love that name, Sisi. It's very easy to remember. But over the weekend, we we, we saw a story break about Libya. Uh, there's a general who's got the bizarre name of Hifter. It's it's right from Nostradamus, right? <laughs> or the yeah. uh, Monty Python, uh, Mr. Hilter. Yeah. <clears throat> Not much fun in Stalingrad. F and L. They're very close in the alphabet and easy to get confused about. Anyway, he's an Eastern uh, kind of warlord, a remnant of the Gaddafi uh, military, who's mounting an offensive on uh, Tripoli. And rumor has it he is on the outskirts and about to... Uh, bring down the uh, sort of Western-recognized government in Tripoli. Well, who is banking Hifter, General Hifter? Saudi Arabia, the UAE. It's an example of, does Donald Trump even understand the Middle East anymore? It's it's so bizarre. When When is Saudi Arabia actually going to do something to help the United States? It's continuing bombing of people in Lebanon and in uh, Yemen is not helping the United States. And uh, it's it's just this bizarre thing where even this trade policy is justified on such flimsy notions of progress. The United States, by the way, has thousands of M1 tanks. We've got like a thousand year supply of them. They sit in warehouses. Well, and they're in different parts of the world as well. There's, We've got some in Germany. We've probably got some in Scotland. And, of course, they, the American tanks, no doubt about it, they were critical in, in winning World War II, which was two uh, seriously well-armed powerhouses of military uh, prowess going at it. 
you needed tanks to get through deciduous forests in uh, France and Belgium and Germany and whatnot. That's what the terrain is designed for. But tanks don't work in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. The tanks didn't do us any good there. They don't work in the desert that well. Yes, the tanks were able to drive down Saddam Hussein's um, paved highways after the military had collapsed, but that was about it. Well, and remember, despite the, the great military prowess of both uh, um, <clears throat> oh, uh, British Montgomery uh, and, of course, Rommel, the, the German tank genius, that there were a numerous uh, quantity of important tactical battles there, but supply lines were always the issue with sure. tanks. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why that campaign, despite Rommel's tactical advantages, were never going to be successful because of the supplies. Right. So. And, uh, of course, you know, over the weekend we get the breaking story that uh, Kristen, uh, don't call me Leslie Nielsen, Shirley. Don't call me Shirley either. Uh, she's resigning finally. She's been the target of Trump's rage for, I don't know, over a year. It, it, it's really which been. Which is ironic because, like Sessions, another target of rage, she's been uh, very complacent in doing his bidding, no matter how despicable and uh, unwarranted it may have been. Yeah. Um, her failure to you know, be morally appalled by the children in cages phenomena of a year ago. Um, this was somewhat remarkable. Uh, it's shocking, even by the standards of this administration. Now, the weird thing is, is that this <clears throat> secret machinations behind the scene of uh, Stephen spray on hairdo Miller. Right. I don't know if you ever saw that clip of him with the spray on widow's peak on one of the, uh, was he looking Cable like Eddie Munster? I was looking like uh, Eddie Munster, but he's just, just bring that his spray on hair a little bit lower, just to the upper lip, and just get that little little brush mustache down there, so he can complete the look. Um, Maybe he was trying to impersonate Paul Ryan. I mean, as despicable as it was for Japanese families to have been interred during World War II as you know supposed security threats at least families were kept together well and uh, and and i heard a shocking story on bbc that the american media dare not report uh it was a honduran woman with a three-year-old little girl who had to sleep on the pavement for four days she was crying she said i never would have come to the united states if i'd known that we would be treated worse than dogs that's what's going on and I might add, uh, just to defend Kristen, don't call me Leslie Nielsen, for the moment, she was brought into the Department of Homeland Security, which is a very, very broad bureaucracy that was created in the aftermath of 9-11. She's actually an expert on cyber security. She's not a border person. And we have other agencies that are involved with this border problem, and it's finally dawned on Trump that the real problem are America's laws and he hasn't done anything about them it's too late because he has no credibility on the issue now it's rather implausible to believe that Nancy Pelosi is going to sit down in negotiations with the Donald unit to change America's 
relatively lenient immigration laws that go back to the 60s. Now, Donald Trump may be right about immigration. I don't know. I disagree with him on most points. But what he's wrong about is his demagoguery and his continuing, you know, what did he say over the weekend? We're full. We're full up. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, uh, which has implications I'll consider briefly. But first, just on the subject of uh, outgoing Homeland Security uh, Secretary Nielsen, if Trump wants to get tougher on the border, I mean, they've already played it pretty tough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where else to go for tougher unless they just want to straight up hire the Mexican gangs or the South American gangs, the Honduran gangs that are terrorizing all these people and forcing them to put their families in great danger and peril to travel all that way with young children to uh, avoid the climate of fear in their home countries. Why not just hire those gangs, reposition them up here and say, stay in your own country because if you come to America, these gangs are here and they will protect America and keep you uh, unwanted uh, refugees in your homes. Uh, it would be it would make just as much sense as uh, the the policies that they've tried to enact, and if if uh, Trump wants to declare the country full, which he did, by the way, at a convention in Las Vegas. I mean, you know, the imagery of that alone is is pathetic. But addressing Republican Jews for Trump, you know, a fundraiser sponsor, the Adelson uh, contingency, yeah, the, the Sheldon Adel- money, yeah. Adelson, uh, the casino man- magnate. The one that actually made some money <laughs> running a casino. He's given the Republican Party about $100 million in well, the last and a chunk <laughs> couple of years. Netanyahu, too, who, yeah. of course, will be facing uh, election tomorrow. Very interesting election, I might add. Yeah, very much so, in, in which Trump has been a major uh, part. He's, he's, he's virtually Netanyahu's running mate in some strange ways. But, uh, you know, the evangelicals, to the extent that any of them are anything more than nominally Christian, should stop and contemplate what this means uh, to say that the country is full. Okay, That means we don't want any more people coming in from outside, especially, obviously, certain types of people. But uh, taken in its broader sense, that means, oh, stop, we're done. Uh, America is full. Too many people. No more babies. Uh, er That's it. Everybody have an abortion. Because America's full. Yeah, and how ironic that the Central American Triangle are the countries where abortion is illegal, uh, as it is in Mexico. Uh, no, no mention of that problem in their demagoguery. Uh, just on another, you know, quick defense of of Miss um, uh, Nielsen, she allegedly disagreed with Trump on quite a few actual issues, telling him, "No, I can't do that. It's against the law. It's unconstitutional." Uh, where is your copy of the United States Constitution? Didn't you take an oath to faithfully ac- execute the laws? Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, Donald Trump lives in his own orange world. of <laughs> The oranges of which are faint at best. <laughs> that whole origins, oranges thing. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> Also a point of amusement last week. It's not Wayne's world. It's Orange world. Um, and, you know, where Trump is going with some of this, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's amazing that 
uh, Kristen Nielsen lasted this long. She, by the way, was a protege of of Kelly. Yep. And Kelly is is well John Kelly, the former chief of staff. I've noticed that Nick Volt Mulvaney is suddenly uh, out on the Sunday talk shows every week now. They've sort of run out of credible spokesmen and spokeswomen. Uh, I remember well with the departure of Nielsen, they're they're just down to a handful of women at all. Yeah, they have all these acting secretaries now. Uh, but but Giuliani is sort of, I don't know, he's up to his eyeballs and scandals and lack of credibility. Kellyanne Conway, I... <laughs> she actually ranks below um, Miss Sanders in credibility and believability. Yeah, and she frightens small children as well. So I don't, you know, the what is it, Ivanka? Who are they going to drag out next? Um, they're running out of bodies. We're full. Yeah. <laughs> no. And yet, strangely empty. Strangely empty. This administration is empty. It has no personnel. Uh, half these agencies seem to be run, well, in, in running that- on... Fumes. Right. And it raises the question, at what point do the Republicans in the Senate, where most of the confirmations, of course, for these high-level positions occur, at what point for the Republicans in the Senate does this become, uh-oh, nobody's at home. Her um, Tornado season's just about to start. Guess who's in charge of FEMA? No, go ahead. Guess. Nobody. Nobody. The guy resigned a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, um you know, it, today it's early April in Michigan. It was 70-some degrees. Tornadoes are in the mix for the next few months, and somebody somewhere is going to get hit by a big one. Um, I and guess certainly the flooding in the uh, Nebraska, North Dakota, Mississippi, Missouri right. River uh, Valley is going to continue to remain a problem. You know, we saw over the weekend, by the way, massive flooding in Iran. Uh, 31 of 38 mm. uh, provinces are basically underwater. Uh, we have evidence that the Himalayas are melting away along with the with more and more glaciers. And this this entire environmental catastrophe continues. But by golly, we might have found methane on Mars. <laughs> I knew Marvin the Martian was up to something. <laughs> He's been protecting making, it, making little methane snowballs. They're round and fuzzy. Uh, who knows what it means? But uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then of course we have this interesting uh, report earlier uh, earlier in the week. Barr toned down Mueller's words. Some on Team say, you know, the distorted. William Barr version of the Mueller report seems to uh, be operative now. Uh, over the weekend, by the way, in the last couple of weeks, another troubling development in the United States. In fact, I don't understand why Donald Trump doesn't uh, market these ideas uh, down in the in the Central American Triangle to keep people from coming here. Three historically black churches have burned down in two weeks in one South Louisiana parish. Hmm. We have all these repeated reports that these 
most of the, quote, terrorism that's going on globally, including in the United States, is white, racist nationalists. And the um, very readily traceable connectivity between statements made by shooters and attackers to subsequent shooters and attackers. Sure. Um, referencing each other as part of a, oh, hey, yeah, you're out there too. Um, this is a, a matter of serious national concern. It's it's far more uh, relevant as a national security crisis than all this nonsense about the southern border where the army is actually standing around down there twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, wondering if their tanks can be used on unarmed women and children. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Trump is just it's 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 in the realm of unreality at this point. The the continued lying. You know, the the sub headline to this story, investigators call report more troubling for president than was portrayed. This is Barr's edited version, you know, the the downplaying. I I mentioned last week a little bit on gray matters that Barr uh, participated fairly heavily in the Iran Contra cover up. Oh, he's a cover up uh, master. And it's interesting that Lawrence Walsh described him, noting that he had attacked the special prosecutor law repeatedly while attorney general, trying to discredit Lawrence Walsh's investigation of the Iran Contra affair. That Walsh was, uh, Walsh put it this way he said that Barr was more of a administrator than a legal mind. There you have it. Why was he brought in? To keep the cover on the boiling cauldron yeah, I think some, known as the Trump administration. Right. I, I think many hoped that he was, oh, he's an institutionalist. <clears throat> but I don't think an institutionalist writes uh, a, hey, hire me for this job memoranda by going out of his way to say, I, too, favor a broad and expansive view of executive power that can virtually have no checks or limits whatsoever. Just saying. Yeah, the king can do no wrong. He's got no clothes. And by the way, he's orange. Uh, we're out of time down here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next. We'd like to thank Andrew for engineering once again this evening. And, hey, the ball game tonight's going to be great. Hi, I'm Jimmy Carl Black, the Indian of the group, and I listen to WCBN Radio from Ann Arbor every time I'm up here in the area, which isn't that often, but if I was here all the time, that's what I would be listening to. WCBN FM. Ann Arbor. Good evening. You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is Mick sitting in for Jerry Mack. And Jerry Mack is traveling abroad, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, hope to be doing that myself coming up here shortly. So I hope I can uh, fill in the bill here and um, bring you 
the kind of program that you're expecting. Um, Jerry Mack does this awesome show, Yazoo City Calling, bringing you some old-time blues and old-time folk. And 